trust. When you embark on a great adventure, do it with people you trust. Not people you would trust to pay you back for a cup of coffee or people you would trust to return your phone call. I'm talking about people you would trust with your life. People who you would trust to watch your kids. Or your fur baby if you don't have kids. Real trust. Once you find that in somebody and they have it in you, nothing can stop you. We go together. We go together or we don't go at all. And we don't leave anybody behind. The first assembling of the Master Builders is underway. I'm incredibly overwhelmed. It's been a long time coming. Later today, we will be meeting for the first time in the halls of the universe. The superheroes who have been slowly coming together under the weight of gravity that are just now starting to kick off the fusion reaction that is Studio Stargazer. <laughs> and it's trust. Trust is what made that happen. Um, I had to trust a lot of people on, on this journey. And sometimes that trust was misplaced. I gave it to people who didn't deserve it. Um, and that's, for me, I've always been more like, you You don't have to earn it. I, I just implicitly want to trust you. I implicitly want to assume that you're a decent human being and not a total fucking garbage monster. Um, so trust to me seems like an axiom like we should be able to trust each other but in um, in building this I trusted a lot of people that I shouldn't have but that shouldn't discourage me or anybody else from I mean I'm kind of taking this to Stargate again I just watched uh, an episode where, you know, they went, they're on a planet, they don't know what's happening, uh, and there's two different, you know, um, entities on the planet, let's say, a humanoid one and an alienoid one, um, and there's a downed spaceship, and they don't know what happened, but, you know, Samantha Carter, Major Carter, comes in to try to fix the ship. And uh, they're totally, they're they're totally taking advantage of her, you know. In 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 this move, they're just like, we just want the ship. Just like they're taking advantage of her kindness and generosity, and, and they're just like, why would you do this if you didn't have an ulterior motive? 
you know, why why would you do this unless you had some sort of like secret plan to exploit me? And her line was something along the lines of, well, you know, like that's how you make friends. You trust each other. Um, and there's something really powerful there. That is how you make real friends, guys. You have to trust each other. Um, and the people, the people in your life who break that trust, I mean, give some latitude um, for the human experience. Give some latitude to the fact that everybody's just trying to get by. Everybody's just living day to day just to live at this point. Um, so if somebody doesn't make a lunch date or something, it's not the end of the world. Okay. Shit happens. Um, shit happens all the time. Especially in the content creation universe. Um, podcasters and YouTubers and things. Trying to coordinate and book things on calendars and make things happen at certain times is very difficult. Um, because shit happens. Shit comes up. Um, and that's not, that's not the same. Uh, trust and uh, dependability, let's say, are two different things. Because everybody has their own life. Not everybody's available all the time. Um, let's do another Stargate thing. The Asgard aren't going to be there uh, to come save you every time you get into trouble. Um, and, you know, Stargate Command isn't going to be able to send out another SG team every time you get fucking pinned down. Sometimes you got to fight your own way out. Um, super big in a Stargate right now if you have to to tell, but value, kids, value. So, um, War of One has not yet made it, uh, as its own, as its own show, because that is, that is definitely happening. Um, I'm focused more right now on getting the Studio Stargazer website up and running before I get War of One out on its own platform, because I am going to actually go back. Um, through the War of One episodes and Horus them, obviously. Give them the Studio Stargazer treatment. If I'm making that its own show, I'm going to start at the beginning. Uh, it's going to have everything that it has in it, and then more. <laughs> uh, and then you're in for a surprise. Um, so I'm, I'm slowing down on that project. I'm really just trying to focus on the studio end right now. What is going to happen? Where is this going? Because I have very ambitious dreams and visions for what this could become. Hopefully you've heard the emergent uh, things happening in in the Mindwave universe that are kind of radically transforming the whole thing in a way I, I never really anticipated, but kind of should have. I kind of should have, you know, known that this was the direction that it was going, but it, it just seems so unplanned and unexpected and you know let's go back to the adventure story uh, the whole hero's journey archetype which that's the name of that piece at the beginning I've made, I made it for something else but it, it works for a lot of different stuff and it's because this is a classic story you know the hero's journey is a classic story it's told a billion different ways um and the, the way that I want to tell it is 
that it it is you know a hero's journey but i'm not a hero and this isn't my story um this is our story this is this is the hero that we are kind of conjuring from the ether the the future version of ourselves that we are forcing to time travel back into the present to save us from ourselves uh not to jesse so uh i'll break down kind of quickly what um why today is so special um for Mindwave and for Studio Stargazer. Again, I said we're having the first assembling of the Master Builders, so that's obviously me, creator and founder of Studio Stargazer. Uncle Fred, who is executive producer of Studio Stargazer, also head writer, etc. Um, Jesse Rogers, founder of Resurgent Us, and studio manager. Uh, hopefully, Isaac Miller will be able to make it, uh, founder of The Daily Archetype and associate producer, hopefully, wink, wink, Isaac. Um, David Russell, my longtime partner and branding marketing design consultant. Also, like, shareholder, investor, <laughs> slash, this wouldn't exist without him, so he clearly has a seat at the table. Um, other other people who may not be able to make it all the time, but who I'm, I'm considering uh, is designating this as a chair for you at this table um, is Corey Wilcox, our, our designated pilot, who is also a heavy angel investor and shareholder of the studio. Um, Greg Zeno, my dad. <laughs> Progenitor <laughs> slash inspirator of Studio Stargazer. Um, I would love it if he would be able to make it some of, to some of these m- assemblings of the Master Builders. Uh, Nick Argall, for organizations that work, um, we've talked to Nick a few times. Uh, that The first conversation with him actually has not gone up. My first conversation with him has actually not gone up on the show yet, but uh, stay tuned for that. I have to Horace it first, so it's going to take me a minute. Um, but Nick Arkall is our first official Mindwave connection in Australia, and he has a brilliant uh, idea slash model for uh, a show down there around the Zen of culture, examining the human cultural acts, aspects within organizations and trying to feng shui them a bit. Um, so I, I have a feeling that he's going to have a, a very important role to play at the stable as well. And the newest addition would be Jared Pooler, who is... We are brainstorming right now on the Mindwave Gaming Network, um, which is going to be called, drumroll please, The Array. Um, I love this idea, and it's going to dive deep into video game philosophy long form there's also going to be some fun exciting video stuff happening on that end 
and a network, a place for people to click into um, if you're into like live stream gaming and let's plays and things like that. So there will be just an, a, a big socket basically there to plug into in addition to this new long form series where we do deep dives on uh, video game philosophy and now uh, where gaming has been and where it's going. How excited does that sound? Um, so, uh, I have my, it's not quite broken down in minutes, but, um, this will give you an idea of where the studio is heading and, uh, what at least my goals are because I've, I've sketched them out a bit in preparation for this meeting. The first thing that we really need to nail, nail down is texture with a capital T, Studio Stargazers, Texture. Texture is the sound design and elements to make a podcast. It is the intro music, some kind of sound effect thing that you can use in between clips, and an outro. All the pieces that you need um, to make a show. Um, minus, you know, if you want to Horus it, that's a whole extra thing. But Texture is just the basic, off the rack, here you go. We will take your vision and uh, make it into a theme song and effects and things. That's texture. The podcast network we're going to go over because it it is going to include... There are going to be a lot of shows that are in the network that aren't necessarily texture shows. They're not necessarily... Um, shows that are being Horaced or whatever that we're even producing. They're ju- we just want to have one large network for all these things to click into. So, um, there are several examples of, of these kind of shows. Um, the Climate Fix podcast moving forward, etc. Uh, would, would be network shows. Um, in addition to Hard Truth, Resurgent Us, Fred's Front Porch... Spaceship Earth, uh, all these other shows that are emerging are within that long-form podcast network, but we also do want to have a live network, Um, because live shows are a big thing. We have several shows running right now on StreamYard, so that is a, let's call it a another the other hemisphere of the network because there is a a long-form podcast part and then there is a live streaming part so this is going to be kind of mapping mapping out the network is going to be a big part of this planning meeting and then we are going to talk about horus the ghost of horus uh the sound design ghost who comes in and creates intensely moving amazing uh, listening experiences out of regular conversations. Um, this is going to be a service that this this is going to be a thing that the studio does. You know, not just for you know my show and Fred's show and Jesse's show and uh, Laura's book, which is coming up. Um, but it's going to be some. This is going to be an actual service that we offer. And like texture, that's actually worth something. Um, that's not like charity. So, uh, it's a big part of, um, the meeting today is like, well, let's actually, this is, this is business. We're creating value here. So 
let's start there and start coming up with ideas for contracts and this and that. So texture, um, texture by itself is just really the podcasting theme songs and effects and outro, whatever. Horusing is kind of like an added dimension over texture, which is like providing texture to the entire project with full sound design and music and everything. Uh, candy magic, which if you're if you've been in the Mindwave universe for a while, you know what candy magic is. Um, candy magic is basically the video version of Horusing. Our uh, our video projects we have not had many kids because you know like these these audio projects take a really long time, but the video projects are insane. Um, it takes a lot more. You know, not just time, but processing power and space and bandwidth, uh, both literal and figurative, uh, to do video work. But that the Candy Magic video stuff is going to become major. Light of Morning is coming back uh, for sure. And we have a bunch of uh, other, other projects in the works on the video design end, which probably will include, like, audio that's been horrorist first so as a, as a part of a multi-step process one of the other goals of this meeting is i want to kind of at least nail down conceptually what our social media squad would look like if we were to have one um designated people uh within the universe crossing over you know all the different uh, parts of the neighborhood, the cosmic network, what, whatever, uh, whatever you want to call it, we do need to have a designated social media team or squad. If we have to incorporate an AI to make that happen, um, so be it. Because if, from the creation end and the management end at the top, if we're taking this big, like there is just not enough time or energy or bandwidth to go and do the social media aspect of it so we are depending largely on dedicated listeners people like you who really appreciate what we're fucking trying to do and just helping us get it out there hyping up you know ratings and reviews getting people over to patreon sharing our youtube videos that we make every once in a while it's fine um so that is that is one big thing that I want to cover is like assembling a designated squad. If I have to like buy you guys cute little outfits when give you a shiny little badge and a fake little space laser gun, so fucking be it. Uh, if you need that to go out into the world and like uh, take charge and, and just be a part of the. <laughs> the larger thing that's just trying to get us out there, we do need a social media squad. So that is one thing I'm going to be focusing on heavily tomorrow. Also, I've mentioned Dragon um, on the show recently for transcription. We would very much like to transcribe um, content, long-form video or otherwise. Uh, and... Ideally, like we should get the business pro version of Dragon so that once we have that, 
we can transcribe all the shows. That's Resurgent Us and Fred's Front Porch and all of the Mindwave shows. Um, other than Resurgent, because, you know, it, that Resurgent Us is will probably be going out on its own. Uh, hosted on its own thing, long form. And we're getting there. We're getting there. That's part of the reason why we're meeting. Um, Hard Truth is already out on its own. Spaceship Earth is on a quick break. It will be back, I promise. So, transcription software would be really awesome. We have to raise $300 specifically for that to make that happen. Um, to transcribe the show for the hearing impaired, but I think it's totally worth it. And then we're going to shift into uh, finance because, you know, boring numbers, okay, business licensing, um, this and that, how we're going to license this. So there's going to be a mathy part. And then there is how we're going to close this out um, is by brainstorming the first fiction story. Um, the first fantasy story, let me put it that way, because it's not the first fiction story that's been here. Horace's Final Five is the first fiction story that's ever been featured on Mindwave. Anyway, um, but we are working on collaboratively creating a fantasy story that is probably going to be in the 90-minute range um, that is fully Horace, a full listening experience that is a totally new world that we are going to cut from whole cloth and create for you as a part of like we need a big big project um to just do the fight just like we need the biggest bottle of champagne to swing at the side of this crazy spaceship to commemorate <laughs> the launch of this uh, insane vessel so i'm extremely looking forward to that um, and really just horsing more things, um, doing full sound design on more things. Um, I'm not satisfied with just regular raw conversations anymore. I'm just not because I've seen what can happen with a regular, normal, raw conversation. I've seen what we can do and why would we do anything else? Uh, I'm not, I don't want to do anything else, but that means things are going to take longer. So if you're waiting for something, please be patient. It is coming. I've put up a poll on the Mindwave Network Facebook group um, with three possibilities for the next episode that I'm going to Horus. They are all drunk episodes, which you should uh, enjoy. Uh, and they're with three very special humans. Uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll leave it up to you guys. That's not including the neighborhood shows, the neighborhood stuff, um, the next three episodes of the neighborhood, which are the Patreon exclusive series, uh, are lined up. They do have to be heavily Horaced, though, so that is... Keep in mind. Um, production is speeding up, but it's also slowing down because it is... I'm not happy with just putting out two hours of a raw conversation. I'm, I'm not happy with that anymore. I, I've, I've heard what a podcast could be within these last handful of episodes, and hopefully you have two. So there is going to be 
less and less and less of the just people talking back and forth heavy. It doesn't matter how interesting the conversation is. It could be a billion times better um, by bringing in sound design. And that's exactly, I was born for this. <laughs> okay, I was born for this. But it does take a lot of time and a lot of energy and a lot of fucking work, honestly. And this is work. And it is fucking valuable. So, big part of this, like I said, it's a business meeting. Um, the idea and the goal is, A, first, let's make this model sustainable so that I'm not paying way more to do this shit than is coming back in support model. Um, because we don't have an ad model and we never will. I made that very clear from like the very first episode. We're not doing that. Um, so, you know, since the podcast was never meant to make money, I've only ever really just wanted it to be self-sustaining. <laughs> A perpetual motion machine, if you will. Um, and it hasn't been for large chunks of the time uh, that it's been going. There was a point very way back in the beginning that it was self-sustaining. It's not anymore, so that's my main goal. But um, on top of that, what the studio is going to be doing, that's what's going to be making money. The podcast was never meant to make money. I don't think any one of these shows within the MindWave universe, within the network, I don't think any of them are out there to use the shows to make money. Okay, but I don't have a job anymore. But, like, clearly there's value in production. Um, so that's what's, that's what I'm going to do, but like, I'm doing that to make money. So this is a big part of my, uh, okay, let's take it back into war of one. It's worth something. Okay. And it's not worth 32 cents an hour. It's worth something. The amount of work that Uncle Fred puts into his shit, that is fucking worth something. And if you don't agree, fuck you. Seriously, fuck you. And if you have, you know, received little biddly bits of my work and giving me a little like, oh yes, let me hire you for $50 a month and you can produce two videos a week for me and work full time for $50 a month. Fuck you. I know what that fucking content is worth. It's gold. I know because I fucking made it. Um, it's worth something. Okay, I have to insist. I have to put my foot way the fuck down and say, no, my work absolutely is fucking worth something. Because almost nobody is doing anything close to what I'm doing. What we are doing now, together. The shit that we can do. I have a very small part to play. But it's an important one. It's the sound design. It's 
the shit that makes this move around the room. It's the music that gets down into your soul, that tingles your spine. That's what I have to offer. And that is fucking worth something. It is. Sorry, not sorry. You should feel lucky as fuck if you've received a theme song from me. I know I act all like, oh yes, it's a gift, but like, no, for fucking real, you know what that's worth, and you better be damn fucking sure I know what that's worth. Okay. Trust. If I gave you a theme song, it's because I trust you enough to know how much that shit is actually fucking worth and what it can actually get you. This is where I have to put my foot down. This shit is worth something and I cannot let anybody really say anything otherwise. I can't let anybody expect this shit for free. No more. I've been way too nice for way too fucking long. But this is the skill that I have, and it's worth something. It took me a while to convince myself it was worth something, and you know one of the biggest fucking things that helped me back from acknowledging and recognizing that it was worth something was shitty people in my life who pretended to be my friend who tried to convince me it was worth next to nothing or shit. I'm not in this to make money. I'm in this to change the world. I'm in this to fucking change people's lives. I'm in this to save people from killing themselves. Do you know why I made War of One? It was to stop me from killing myself because I wanted to. I wanted to for a long fucking time and it was because I felt worthless. This is worth something. And if you can't see that, get the fuck out of my office.